0: Welcome everyone to Screams After Midnight, I am Peter, uh, and joining me as always is my own personal puppet, his name is Tim. (laughs) hello <laughs> <laughs> this is a horror movie podcast we get together with watch the movie we talk about it it's really quite that simple and mm-hmm. this following episode is the winner of a vote and um, we don't have the regular monthly vote back quite yet uh, that'll be mm-hmm. back soonish but uh, we did want to have an october vote to start a new franchise uh, with mm-hmm. franchises getting nearer to their close uh, it felt like a you know a bit of a tradition to start a new franchise in October, so mm-hmm. the winner of the vote uh, was Puppet Master, beating out Wrong Turn and Children of the Corn. So they'll be back to fight another day. But hopefully,
1: uh, you know the patrons and everything are uh, are okay with this decision, and they don't think there's that the election's been stolen and that they need to you know storm Mild Fuzz headquarters and try to <laughs> you know win back uh, the rightful winner. <laughs>
0: I mean, if anyone's that passionate about us reviewing Puppet Master versus <laughs> <laughs> versus Children of the Corn or Wrong Turn, then I'd be shocked. Uh, but Mail Fuzz Headquarters, dare I say, has less security than uh, certain other buildings that may get stormed when elections <laughs> happen. So, um, Yes, so today we're going to be starting that franchise, which means we're reviewing 1989's original Puppet Master from Full Moon Pictures, the Charles Band. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Thing which we've not done a lot of on this show, but bizarrely, uh, what's funny is that myself and Tara on our sci fi movie podcast, The Atomic Sun Experiment, uh, do you say who <laughs> <laughs> Tara? Yeah, she's a person, it's fine. Uh, okay, but uh, on our bonus episodes, we went through the entire Transfers franchise, so we've actually done an entire Ooh. six movie series from Full Moon, uh, on the Ace on the bonus episodes, so. Didn't
1: we do Evil Bong on four <laughs> twenty?
0: Uh we did do Evil Bong and we did way way back when there was other people, we did do a movie called Demonic Toys. Uh which funnily enough fits into the same subgenre as Puppet Master. That's true. <laughs> and that was, you know uh, how would Tim put it, knee high mischief going on. That's so right. uh yes. But this is kind of our first tackling of uh one of the bigger franchises from Full Moon. And uh yes, so uh, I I mean, I'd seen the first three of these before c good number of years ago now, but nothing past number three. Uh whereas you I believe have seen
1: not all of them necessarily,
0: but certainly a, sp-
1: a spattering of them. Uh actually no. Uh to be honest, I don't think I've seen that many. Um and you've the def- ones I've You've definitely seen more of the newer ones though, right? I feel like I've heard a talk I, well, about I- it. I- I saw that like um, I guess it was like a reboot or whatever okay. that came out a few years ago. So that that I have seen.
0: Right. Okay. Um, okay.
1: But yeah, the for the originals. I mean, I feel like I've seen more, uh, you know, uh, cover boxes uh, than actual <laughs> movies <laughs> for Puppet Master. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, I, I I mean, it's hard to tell. I might have seen some when I was younger, but like even this one, as I was watching it, I'm like, I don't know if I've ever like sat down and seen this like from start to finish i know i've definitely seen like parts of it but i don't know if it was like stuff i caught on like sci-fi you know late one night or something and saw like half of it or something and then actually watched that many but i i, I must have seen at least like one or two of the sequels at, at some point mm-hmm. i mean just the law of averages at some point had to you know weigh in on my favor because <laughs> there's so many yeah we're in the double digits for this one so this will take a while yeah. to, to work through it <laughs> Uh, so I guess I mean, that's what people why people voted for this cuz they I mean Show of the corn has a is a you know high franchise as well but I mean people must have wanted something meaty that's going to be around for a while Well wrong turns at 7 now so I mean even that
0: I think wow. that that was the smallest one of the three so but Jeez even louise. that was at 7 so yeah um but yeah, so yeah this one's at least at like 10 or 11 uh, maybe more for, i don't know off the top yeah. of my head uh, maybe at the end of the, the review I'll, I'll, I'll look up the wikipedia page and see the exact number <laughs> entries sure. just to see what's, I what know, lies ahead
1: yeah, I, I know they put out like a a big blu ray box set uh i think last year that's like the the puppet case or whatever and i was mm. real tempted to get it but um i mean it, it looks very good but you know it's so many movies and it's a big case so it was like I don't know, like 200 bucks or something i was like yeah can't do that <laughs> It's interesting
0: because I I saw the first three because I I bought them individually as they were doing the Blu-rays because they were sort of like one by one, you know, remastering them and getting (laughs) them up to a good standard and... Um, it's nice to see that they did, seemingly, uh, get through the rest of the series, because I know, like, transfers, for example... Now, admittedly, with transfers, it's quite <laughs> obvious why they stopped, because yeah. they did the first three, and then four and five and six aren't, like, in HD. You have to watch them in crappy, <laughs> like, VHS-looking quality on Tubi if you want to watch them. But yeah. it's, v- it's very obvious why they did, though, because clearly the budget went down dramatically <laughs> for number four. And it's, it. like, and it's not like they were big-budget before. Like, they were yeah. low-budget movies, but then they became, like... Really bad made for video mm-hmm. levels of trash. Um, huh. So uh, I'll be curious to see how the quality uh, swings and roundabouts <laughs> as we go yeah. through Puppet Master. I
1: think the only other thing I know about it is in one of the later ones. um What's his face from the room? Isn't it Greg uh, Sistero? <laughs> <laughs> Not Tommy Wiseau, the other one. <laughs> no, no, no. Although, I mean, they should just do another Puppet Master with both of them. That would be great. Yes.
0: <laughs> Tommy could play the puppet. I think it'd be perfect, yeah. honestly. would <laughs> be great. No, no. Why not? So, no, and there are, there are crossovers because, uh, like. Enter the puppet verse. <laughs> no, because the actor who's in Transfer is Tim Thomerson. He's in a movie for Full Moon as well called Doll Man, which is a sci fi movie, not a horror movie, but. The, the premise of that film, fitting in, once again to knee mischief, is that he comes <laughs> to Earth on our planet hunting like a like a fugitive, but the, the joke is, is that everyone on that planet is, like, you know, th- maybe two foot tall. Like, it's just a much smaller mm. population yeah. <laughs> than, than <laughs> yeah. us. So it's called Dollman, right? So it's kind of like yeah. a sci-fi cop superhero style thing. Um, <laughs> And I believe that he does cross over as a Dollman, at least, I think it's Dollman and Demon, uh, or I guess Dollman and Puppet Master. There may be a like a, a full-on one with demonic toys as well. I don't know. It but, sounds familiar. But if- there's something. There's definitely a crossover. At least one. Mm. So it's a yeah. whole thing, whole thing. There's a, there's a lot to take in here. So we're mm. we're going to have crossovers. We're going to have the whole shebang. Uh, so I mean, we're better to start than the first one. We'll start mm. spoiler-free, of course, as we always do. We'll give you a warning before we go into spoilers. The basic premise of Puppet Master 1 is that the Puppet Master, the titular Puppet Master, is, a, is an old man in the 30s who locks away all of his beloved puppets, who we see in the opening scenes are alive to some extent. Uh, <laughs> he hides them all in a trunk
1: in a wall of this hotel that's on the Californian coast. Uh, how, as, now, oh, they have these, like, puppet POV scenes where, like, the puppet's running, and I was like, how did they do that? Like... Cause it's not like that. Like they can't. You can't have a puppet like holding the camera.
0: <laughs> right? You know. Sometimes I wonder if Tim's doing a bet <laughs> or if he's,
1: or if he's been hit a lot in the head. And I, I don't. <laughs> it's like I like I don't know. Uh, I guess I gotta get the Lure ray watch a making of. But I was like watching. And I was like, how the hell are they doing
0: this? <laughs> They they get a small child, Tim. A small child runs around with the camera.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Well, I, said, I have a small child. Well, <laughs> <laughs> do Tim's going to do puppet master
1: fourteen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I kid, of course. Uh, so, but he hides the puppets in the in the wall uh, right before his death, and we skip ahead to present day, nineteen eighty nine. Good year, by the way, very good year. Yeah. Um, it's a great couple year. A couple years away from being good. Nah, it's a, it's a great year. It's a great year. The most important human being in the history of the human race was born on that year, so. Um. Um, no, <laughs> I
1: disagree. <laughs> Brahms was not born <laughs> quite yet. Brahms? No, 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 no. No, 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 no,
0: um, uh, To be honest, given when the boy came out, like, Brahms might be born around that time. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe (laughs) I don't know if his age is that dissimilar from mine.
1: (laughs) And well, in puppet years, though I don't know, I'm not sure what that ends up being. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, So this is a funny thing if, if,
0: you, if you say puppet master you show someone the poster they probably go oh it's gonna be a bunch of puppets running around killing each, you know, killing some humans in like sort of Chucky-esque ways and that, that that should be fun but when I actually tell you the premise of the movie when we get to the bulk of it, yeah. it it's well there's four psychics <laughs> and, <laughs> and they go to a hotel <laughs> because they've all had a psychic kind of like feeling that someone they knew has died so, or well, they don't even know he's died actually they just, they just have a feeling that they, 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 he wants them to go there and then find out that he's died and this is actually kind of his like not his funeral but like a kind of like prolonged wake And but they've all got a motive to be there they all want the puppet box, the puppet trunk and it's kind of like a bit of a game of cat and mouse of some of them try to find it and we'll get into the rest as we get spoilers but obviously yes the puppets do eventually start uh, going after people uh, but it does take a while there is a bit of a bit of a, a long stretch before we get to some puppet action it's in a the slow burn segment. for sure <laughs> it's a slow burn um so I guess I'll ask the question Tim how did you feel about the first puppet master
1: <sighs> um you know what this might surprise some people because uh, <gasps> it is <laughs> I mean it's kind of like I wouldn't say it's like you know a huge franchise but I do think it you know has a bit of a cult following um uh, and I don't know. I'm just not super crazy about this first one. I, I I feel like I'm kind of torn in half because I I do love the puppets. I think uh, the puppets all look really cool. Like you know, they each kind of have like their own like personalities and different kind of weapons uh, of attack. So it, you know, it's really fun when you see like a puppet. You're instantly like, all right, yeah, I want to see how you know it's gonna take someone out or whatever. Um, you know, like blades really cool. Pinhead's cool. The leech woman is weird <laughs> but i i guess i like her but i mean i don't even know how you would make a puppet that can spit leeches uh, i mean i know like magic's involved but whatever um but i i do really really like the puppets and like you're saying if it was just a movie of a child's play-esque knockoff you know we got all these crazy puppets running around and killing people you know cheesy 90 minute b movie whatever i i think i would have a lot of fun with it and like it quite a bit but there is so much else going on here that uh on the one hand i kind of admire just like how like wild and crazy it is but on the other hand as i'm watching it i'm i just felt myself drifting a lot of the time and i do think the movie can actually get confusing if you're not paying attention like (laughs) you know it's not like a necessarily like a hard plot to follow but there is so much wild stuff going on that like yeah if you miss something you're like oh wait wait a minute what's going on like all these people are having visions um why like something about nazis or the, why do why was like half of this take place 50 years ago like you know it's like all this stuff is like uh um it's it's kind of tough and um and it's uh yeah so i i don't know i just i didn't that, like that stuff just really didn't connect to me uh that much so Um, I I, I definitely didn't hate it. Like, you know, I think it is entertaining enough, but, um, yeah, I I guess it's just not what I was, like, really hoping for, you
0: know? Interesting array of thoughts there, actually. (laughs) As someone who's watched the first three, these it's a very interesting array of thoughts, because I'll give you the good news first. Okay. Is that I definitely remember preferring two and three over the first one. Okay. So, I'd I'd say, you know, keep optimistic, because I think... Some bright times are ahead. And what's interesting, is that I actually think it's the it's the uniqueness of it, which maybe hurts a little bit in this first one, because you kind of hear just for us like a you know puppet slasher movie, effectively, and you get this <laughs> yeah. weird plot instead. I do actually think it was the weirder, like intricate mythology of the puppet master and the puppets mm. not actually necessarily being evil themselves mm. that makes the sequels more interesting and actually mm. gives it a, a lot more to play with. So interestingly the flaws that are the flaws in this first one actually kind of become the strengths as as it goes on um i think the bigger and- problem for me in this first one though because uh, i agree it's it's you know it's kind of murky it's kind of mediocre in the middle it, it's really just because the pacing is it's a bit of a slog for large yeah. stretches as they're just kind of wandering throughout the hotel having fairly meaningless conversations to the point where when crazy stuff starts happening despite the fact that it is objectively kind of crazy with some of the stuff the puppets are doing or some of the sort of the mm-hmm. weird visions that one of the psychics is having ultimately it still kind of feels a little bit dull because it's been so yeah. much of a slog up until that point that you just don't sort of go into that fun spirit of like, ah, oh, no, crazy stuff's happening. It actually fails to kind of break out of its stupor a little bit. Um, which is a shame because I actually think the, uh, the cast are mostly kind of well oh, put yeah. together. Like, I mean I'm not saying any of them give like amazing performances necessarily, but I think, you know, the the fortune teller ladies kinda get that southern mm-hmm. drawl kinda mischievous kind of vibe, and I think she plays a part well. I think the guy who's not Xander Berkeley but kinda looks like him <laughs> with a ponytail, he is kind of a proper sleaze ball. Um like I don't know, does those I think the cast are pretty well put together for a direct to video movie, yeah, like this one. Mm-hmm so yeah that's neat i
1: I think there's a lot of elements there which if you like stood back and kind of just explained it in a broader term it it actually would sound like pretty you know interesting and like okay yeah that is kind of cool and oh yeah it you know like the idea of kind of like you were saying like yeah it's not just like evil puppets but there's all this kind of intricate mythology and psychics and stuff like i do kind of like the wackiness of all that coming together it's just that when you actually sit down and watch it like you were saying a lot of it does end up becoming dull because it is just a lot of them you know wandering around this mansion and having conversations which (laughs) i gotta talk about the mansion real quick because this (laughs) i like started cracking up um at at one point uh, i was looking at and i was like they it looked kind of familiar and then they cut to a shot outside which had this very kind of uh noticeable like kind of walkway uh above it and i was like wait a minute i I think i remember that and i i like you know looked over to my wife and i was like was that the place we were just at for uh your friend's wedding which like a couple of months ago (laughs) we i was actually in this building (laughs) <laughs> um, in August, because uh, yeah, my wife's friend got married there. It's actually uh, like this place in Pasadena, uh, which is a very, very nice place. But that once I realized that I couldn't stop laughing, I was like, Oh, hey, I've been there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how timely, how timely that we yeah. ended up watching this now. Uh, that's kind of neat. This is it's still a functioning building. I assume it's still a hotel. Uh,
1: it's um, I, I actually think it's uh. It, it, it's very strange because it's, like, in the middle of, like, downtown Pasadena, which is very, uh it, it's very city, like, you know, there's, like, a lot of shops and restaurants and all this kind of stuff, but it's just, like, this weird place smack dab into, like, kind of, almost, like, looks like a castle or something. It's, like, this big building that's kind of, like, walled off with, like, um, all these, like, bushes and stuff and, like, this big iron gate, so you can't really see inside, uh, but then... Yeah, once you do go in there, I think like the top level are like renovated apartments now, but they're I think they're like super, super expensive, like really rich people live there. And then I think the bottom area is like um uh, must just be a place I rent out for like functions or something, yeah. it seems like.
0: Okay. Uh it's funny because it looks fairly secluded in the movie because it's on just on this cliff. Yeah. Uh, so I assume that if you just, I assume if you just look look at it for the front angle, you'll probably see like parts of the city and stuff. Too. Exactly, it'll, yeah, and it'll yeah. ruin the illusion. But at least in the movie, it looks like it's oh, it's on this cliff edge next to a beach, and there's you know, it's, it's away yeah. from civilization
1: kind of thing. The only thing that like, uh, so the and the wedding was um, outside because it has like this very you know, nice like uh, like air, uh, garden area uh, to it. Um, but the like the only thing that really sucks about it is again it's like in the middle of the city, so as you're having like your very intimate like wedding, <laughs> like there are people just walking by like yeah you know, looking through the gates kind of going like oh what's going on here? <laughs> I did it. And, like as the and, and like I was kind of like sitting towards the back, um, and my wife was like a bridesmaid so she was like up front. So, uh, so you weren't so... that important in the, in the ceremony then? you were no, not at all. Nah. Thank God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, I did hear, like, someone, <sighs> like... Uh, like, as, like, the wedding was going on, uh, I did, like, hear someone from the street yell out, like, don't do it! <laughs> and I was just, like, I don't, I don't think anyone else, like, really heard it, like, or if it was, it wasn't, like, the wedding party heard or, or whatever, but it's, like, oh, yeah, man, that's... You're <laughs> you gotta hecklers. be careful. Hecklers yeah. at your
0: wedding. And uh, you've done I'm stand-up sorry? comedy, you've got a fear of heckling
1: at uh, the best of times, mind. <laughs> yeah yeah that, you don't want that uh, Yeah, but yeah that's uh, if anyone pro tip to anyone getting married I know sometimes like you'll see like oh yeah it'd be nice to have like a beachside wedding or this nice little restaurant but like uh, yeah if it's near like a crowded street like don't do it like it, it's just weird having all these strangers like looking on yeah people walking past and just hear one go yeah Hem? yeah Hem? <laughs> like someone's like dogs going to the bathroom or something as like you're saying your vows like it's just not worth it oh I, I was that expecting
0: such a personal anecdote uh, for puppet master but, but here we are um, here we are so uh, anyway uh yeah the, the movie drags the movie like is really and it's a shame because i think the opening scene is really good the the flashback yes. scene at the start in the in the 30s or 40s uh with the old man putting the puppets away it actually and this is kind of what i was getting at when i say that it's not just that the puppets are evil, it's kind of just based on who's controlling them, because the puppets mm-hmm. are actually kind of sympathetic in this opening scene. And yeah. that's the other thing, is we get, like you said, there's all this POV of uh, the Hook puppet that try to get back up to the room in time, mm-hmm. uh, whilst the two Gestapo-looking dudes are coming for the old man.
1: And So, like, what was he doing before that? Was he just, like, hanging out somewhere? Maybe he was keeping watch. Maybe that was his job <laughs> as a puppet. Okay. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, we see, we see him
0: sort of running up, and for the most part, it's POV, but there's one or two fun shots when a woman sees him, and he kind of, like... He sort of throws his hands up, and they're like...
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got places
0: to be, woman! Let like me yeah. go! <laughs> uh, you know, he, he runs past. But it, it, it does kind of make you sympathise with him a little bit. The old man seems to have a sort of sort of heartwarming relationship with his puppets. Like it's, It does feel kind of nice um but you know it it already gives you pov stuff it gives you people seeing the puppies it gives you a sense of the of the 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 shenanigans that might you know be part of what's going to unfold and then when you skip ahead and we get introduced to the various psychics and we'll talk about those characters a bit more in spoilers um once they get to the hotel though it is like a good 45 minutes at least before Mm -hmm. the, the first thing really happens something something like that maybe maybe i'm misremembering one small thing but like the the proper antics don't start for a long long time and once yeah. they do it, it does kind of feel like a little too late for it to like win you back over because it is, it is such a slog to to mm. a point to get there uh, despite the fact that the characters do feel colorful enough that you think they'd be able to tide you over but they mm. they kind of don't it's, it's it's definitely got the pacing of like a, of a direct-to-video movie um yeah so you know, uh, that that part kind of sucks. It, it does have some fun moments, though, uh, later on. Um, yeah. And I can tell you that I enjoyed 2 and 3 more than the first one, so there's stuff to look forward to.
1: Yeah, I, I'm i pretty sure I've seen 2. Like, I couldn't tell you anything about it off the top of my head, but I feel like I watched it at some point with friends, mm. like, growing up, and that, that was the one that, you know, we enjoyed. But Yeah. yeah. I, I look forward to checking it out.
0: Well, we'll and, get there. Uh, yeah. maybe, maybe we'll do 2 before... Uh, before the end of the year, maybe we'll try and squeeze in.
1: Well, I know it's on Showtime, and I my free trial is uh, still available for another nine days, so maybe we can cram, <laughs> cram it in there real quick.
0: <laughs> okay, maybe Puppet Master Two is coming quicker than we normally do the sequels. <laughs> so it's 10 months to get his
1: Showtime trial
0: uh, the most out of it. Um,
1: I actually I was so uh, I I uh, yeah subscribe to it real quick uh, to watch Puppet Master yesterday, and then I was gonna cancel right after but then i was like looking through i was like well if i have it for a few days you know it's october i'm getting all my horror movies in let me see if there's like some other stuff here i want to see and i did you know pass by a couple of things i was like oh that movie come play i wanted to see that a uh, grizzly 2 oh okay that I, That looks good ah, uh, uh, things. the wrong turn remake i was like okay i i <laughs> haven't even seen all the wrong turns but i i, I did hear the remake's kind of interesting so i was like ah, maybe i'll keep this for a little bit.
0: Uh, i'm later. saving it i'm am sa- saving it until we've done all six and then <laughs> okay i'll view the remake then
1: <laughs> i normally i don't think i'd be interested but if i remember correctly i i, I think there's like some like twist or something in it or something mm. that was like interesting that makes it worthwhile but i mean we'll get there eventually yeah take a wrong turn
0: so, but you noticed Puppet Master 2 is there, so you thought
1: we should do that soon. Two, yeah, Puppet <laughs> Master 2 and 3 are on there, so maybe we, uh, uh, maybe when we do the movies, we'll do them like three at a time. <laughs> I mean,
0: we'll talk about it. We, we got like actual big new releases to get to like next, but.
1: Yeah, it, that's true too. Yeah, if we didn't have anything else to do, I, I might push it, but I mean, we got like. Whatever, a new Halloween drills. <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll squeeze that too before your trials up to We'll talk. We'll, we'll talk, see. We'll see. We'll talk. <laughs> um, but anyway, anyway, so yes, th- so the movie is unfortunately a little bit uh mm-hmm. overall, but there's definitely some moments that are fun. And we'll talk about yeah. the. I, I feel like this is one of these ones that's going to sound crazier to talk about than it probably is to actually watch. Which sure. is kind, which mm-hmm. is that a stream because it, it, it's kind of like. You hear about it and go, oh, this sounds like an absolutely insane, wacky movie. And it kind of is, I guess. But it just is a little bit lackluster. Tim's looking at something. What's he finding?
1: (laughs) Actually, I forgot I have this. (laughs) The Puppet Master comic book. (laughs) Oh, oh, wow.
0: Okay. (laughs) Tim's into the extended universe, apparently. (laughs) <laughs> did that come with some sort of horror loot box or something oh.
1: no I bought this at a store actually <laughs> okay yeah cause, cause right above me here I have all of like my what do you call it like franchise horror comic books okay okay and, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre oh very nice book two but actually the kind of the, the names on this are actually like kind of crazy they have a uh, Peter Milligan, Dan Abden, Andy Lanning, mm. uh, Will Pfeiffer. Surprising. I was not expecting to recognize any names who'd worked on the Texas
0: Chainsaw comic, but there you go.
1: <laughs> I have more, but I um, can't do this all night.
0: No, we cannot.
1: Plus, I, I suspect that the
0: portion of our audience who's into comic books is probably relatively slim. What? What? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, not all horror movie fans are comic book fans, Tim. I know I refuse to believe that. <laughs> I know that for you that's your two biggest overlaps. Yeah. <laughs> but and it's you know, two of my bigger overlaps, obviously, but <laughs> you know, not
1: everyone's yeah. like us. Uh I'm trying to think, what is that line from Birdemic where like <laughs> Like, what does that guy say? Like, a day without sex is, like, a day wasted or something like that? The the best friend oh, says something stupid like that, but... I can't remember. I mean, that, that's how I feel about horror movie comic books. Like, a day without horror movies and comic books is a day wasted. Tim, I recommend you go into Tubi. Oh, I, I, I have two B loaded up well, of on course my uh, television. I suspect. <laughs> I, you do, but I watched two uh, two B movies today. To be honest, I, I,
0: I, well, I am going to be more specific. I, I wasn't just going to say go to two B, <laughs> go okay. to two and watch. It's only available as a riff tracks, but watch the riff tracks for a replica, which is the film from the same okay. director as Birdemic, and it is okay. it is a wild ride. So I am saying, it's a wild ride.
1: So I was, uh, I mean, maybe I can, well, I don't know if you want me to talk about a movie (laughs) that I watched today (laughs) in case we're going to do it for review. I I don't know what the movie is, so I don't know. I I don't (laughs) know if I can answer that question. Well, uh, I'll just say, so I watched this movie today uh, called, it's a new movie from this year, uh, The Curse of Humpty Dumpty. (laughs) Which... (laughs) I was expecting something I'd heard of, Tim, to to be honest with you, but okay, go on. (laughs) Which, uh, I was so pissed off because I saw the poster, it's a horror movie about an evil Humpty Dumpty, and, you know, I was like, all right, this is gonna be, like, a great, like, cheesy B-movie, like, stupid, you know, fairy tale (laughs) horror uh, thing, and what did I watch? It ended up being... Ninety minutes of like grief exploitation, like trauma horror, where oh, like the this woman is going through trauma, and you know the the Humpty Dumpty doll is like the key to her past, and I was like, this sucks.
0: <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard the phrase uh, "grief exploitation" before, but uh
1: yeah, I I, I admittedly I, I didn't invent it. I saw someone on Twitter use it. Uh, Recently and I just thought it was like such a perfect term for like the last couple of years of horror movies which I feel like we've been getting so many like Stuff like that like it eh, like I mean and not that they're all bad Like a lot of them are quite good, but it's like I'm just kind of getting sick of like every movie is a metaphor for trauma And getting over trauma and grief blah blah blah. All right, we get it come on hmm
0: Yes, I, I do miss <laughs> the days of just a machete or axe-wielding maniac butchering people. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> Some simplicity <laughs> Well oh, I I guess we'll get spoilers. <laughs> we we'll spoilers yeah. for Puppet Master. Uh, although Tim feels determined to take us off track every turn. I, I
1: do not you keep setting me up. Stop setting me up. Oh
0: don't set me up. How did I set you up for Humpty Dumpty? <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yeah, full spoilers uh-huh. for the first Puppet Master. Uh, I mean, I basically said everything you need to say about the the opening. Uh, But, but it's fun. Like, I actually think the opening sets you up for a very specific <coughs> type of movie. I think the, the, the main theme, well, not the best piece of music ever, actually kind of fits the, the weird tone perfectly. Mm. So, yeah, you know. It's, it's alright. Uh... So once we get to present day, we meet a variety of characters. We meet, uh, and forgive me if I'm misremembering names here, but Alex is kind of our most sympathetic one. He's the <laughs> one who sleeps. Uh, it, well, everyone sleeps, but he dreams uh, <laughs> of of future events. He has like weird prophetic dreams, mm-hmm. uh, and so we we meet him having this weird dream that teases some kinda other like characters. Me. Yes, kind of like you. Yes,
1: but I I don't talk about it much, but mm-hmm. sometimes uh, I see things before they happen. <laughs>
0: Do you have an example from the past that you would like to share that you saw coming? Well, this morning I dreamt about this podcast. (laughs) Oh, yeah, something that we'd arranged and planned for, (laughs) but I've done on a regular basis for years. Yes. What a premonition. So we meet him, uh, we meet the couple who are together, uh, so so a, you know, balding ponytail dude (laughs) and his girlfriend slash wife, I wasn't sure if they were married or not. Uh, What I like about their introduction is it's, it's basically a take on, you know that scene from Ghostbusters where Venkman's like doing the test? Uh, with the you know the the cards and try to test if the girl's psychic, it's kind of like that. But the 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 subject is just asleep. So this woman's asleep and she's in like a, a hospital again. And our sleazy guy, our sleazy ponytail guy, just starts like saying, "Oh, I'm getting things from her," and he starts describing, and they're all about her being naked. Or you know running around naked, or being erotic, and he's like, "You're not getting any of this." Looking over, he's 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 misses, and she's just kind of like rolling her eyes, like because she's like, "Oh, <laughs> this this girl has such a vivid imagination." <laughs> and it's it's just kind of like, okay, so this is a sleazy, you know, douchebag, but it it yeah. like it. If anything, it's kind of weird because when the movie progresses and we get to know these two characters more look it's not that like he's never not sleazy again because he is he just mm-hmm. he has a sleazy look about him but she ends up being like way more erotic like she, she's the one who has the power where if she sits in a bed or a bathtub or whatever she'll see like parts of the history of it and it almost always seems to do with sex like it's always like oh two movie stars had a wild night on the spin. she starts touching <laughs> herself or she does it again in the bathtub so like, oh two lady navy officers were spent their leave in this bathtub and she's getting all you know sleazy. Yeah, it's not a bad power to have <laughs> i mean sleazy ploytail man for all of his sleazy comments the first time we meet him it's actually kind of shocking just how much he doesn't seem to care about her getting all rowdy like repeatedly (laughs) Uh, until it's time for them to try and like summon the spirit of the dead guy later (laughs) VSX and this all sounds quite wild but it's not as exciting as you think it is right right. sadly (laughs) you (laughs) hope it is but it's not Uh, and then you have kind of the fortune teller lady this was a fun scene this is a fun scene. This is the scene that has the special appearance, air quotes, uh, from Barbara Crampton.
1: That's how she's billed in the opening titles. Yeah. See, so I, I did get a little bummed because I thought that uh, this might mean that she was going to have a bigger role uh, in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, especially because I, um, in the the reboot or whatever, that came out a few years ago, she's actually uh, a character in that, uh, like a, a full-on character with you know, more than one scene. Uh, so I thought, like, once I saw her, I was like, oh, that's why they had her in the reboot, because of, like, you know, paying homage to to her in this series. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, unless she comes back, like, later or something, I, I was surprised that this is, like, this was just her role. But uh, always charming to see Barbara, though. She is doing <laughs> She's doing great.
0: She's doing great, yeah, yes. So,
1: 1989.
0: At <laughs> uh, less than this, this half, is a half her current age. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, was, it was a fun scene, though. I, I thought, like, I liked... Uh, yeah, how, like, she, she was obviously very taken by the psychic and believed anything she was saying, even though she was, like, getting stuff wrong and everything.
0: That Well, that was the weird thing about this scene for me, given in the context of the rest of the movies, that this scene goes out of its way to show that she's constantly getting things wrong, so it paints her as, like, just a fraud, because she's saying mm-hmm. things like, your grandmother won't be around for much longer, and she's like, but my is already dead oh, it must be your boyfriend's grandmother then. And she goes, like, <laughs> you know, Crampton's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, Rick. Like, and taking her very seriously. And, and yeah. Rick's a bit more skeptical of the whole thing. But um, but it paints her as someone who's not good at this and doesn't have any real powers. But then the rest of the movie, like there's nothing with her being wrong. She seems to know what she's doing. Everything's taken at face value. Like this, this, this scene sets you up for, she is either a fraud or very bad at this. And then the rest of the movie does nothing with it.
1: <laughs> I I mean, my only thought was that, like, I, I, I guess you wouldn't know this right off the bat, but, like, when I think about it later, I was like, oh, like, maybe she just really just did not, like, care about that couple. Like, she mm. just knows that, you know, they're easy marks, so she can just do whatever and doesn't have to, like, use her abilities. Uh, but I don't know. but uh, Yeah, it's a little strange, but still a fun scene, I thought.
0: Yeah, it's basically all... all i could think about later on is like uh, it never came up again but yeah they all contact each other they go to the hotel uh to meet the the new widow of someone they all knew uh <laughs> you know uh, what's his name gallagher or something gallagher
1: <laughs> is it neil neil is gallagher that neil
0: that's or... the one uh so mrs gallagher is there and they're all kind of surprised that he had a wife because he wasn't the type um and they're also surprised to find out that he's dead. So, and sure enough, he, apparently he insisted on not being buried until all of these people showed up. So, so sure enough, he's lying there, open coffin, and they all kind of, I don't know, just react to it a little bit. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, this and, this, that right? and from here, this is where the movie kind of really feels it like goes into a bit of a slump, because it's like, there's a lot of just... Like you know, Alex talks because Alex kind of has like a almost a love interest kind of vibe with Mrs Gallagher, mm. where it feels like they're kind of connecting a little bit. But most of it's just like talking about Neil, him explaining who everyone is. Uh, mm. you know, n- nothing. There's a, let's just say there's not a lot of chemistry or passion in, in any yeah. of these scenes. <laughs> I think it's fair to say. Yeah,
1: and uh, I. Honestly, I I forget. Do they even explain, like, really how, like, they all know each other? Like... Uh, Alex says that years
0: ago, uh, this Neil Gallagher, who's not... I don't think he's psychic himself. I think he was just studying the Puppet Master, and he got all the psychics together for the study when they were younger, and that's how they all met. Um, Okay. So, it's... I mean, a lot of that stuff is fairly vague. Like, later on, when it turns out Neil is somehow, like alive but he's still technically Mm. dead they just kind of say oh i discovered the secrets of the puppet master but Mm. did the puppet master have secrets of like being alive after dead because we didn't see that in the opening scene right (laughs) (laughs) we saw we saw that he gave life to puppets like we saw that part (laughs) (laughs) and we saw that he had like papyrus and it came from ancient egypt whatever this power was so i mean (laughs) you know um and
1: it's just it's really tough because like the you know not to complain or act like a sob story or something but like i just you know i i don't get much free time uh with my day now so like i have maybe like you know like about like two hours of free time at the end of the night so i sit down and like watch a movie and uh my brain is just so fried from like working all day and then taking care of the baby and all this stuff that like you know if i'm sitting down to watch the movie if it's it makes it really tough to like pay attention if it's not like Really interesting or grabbing you, you know? So, and I feel like there's like probably like a lot of small details or something I missed uh, there.
0: But honestly, there's a good, like I say, 30, 40 minute chunk, something like that here. That is like we've already said about the scenes with the, the, you know, the the flashback woman who has, like, the the, the, the flashbacks to the sex scenes that happened in the bed Mm -hmm. and the the bathtub. The only other interesting thing that really happens here is that the caretaker lady, who's very sceptical about everyone and kind of seems to hate everyone's there, Mm -hmm. there's a scene with her when she shows um, a fortune teller lady to her room that she is so kind of, like, you know, curious and sceptical about her that she's spying on her through the keyhole, and the mm. only really th- interesting thing here is that when it goes to the POV shot, looking through the keyhole, mm. this keyhole is like eye level, <laughs> pretty much <laughs> with 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 the actress inside the hotel room, um, and it, it does it a couple of times. It, it cuts back to her looking through the hole, and then it, it cuts again to the POV shot. In both times, it does this thing where there's like a sort of circular, you know, vignette, and then it kind of like mm. zooms in a little bit or whatever. Um, and both times it like like why is this so high up? The key they, it's not, it's not even like oh maybe the door's got a really high handle and keyhole. No, no no we we see where the keyhole is. Like it's a normal yeah. waist height. <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe they put it extra high so no puppets could use it.
0: And what's the other interesting thing that happens during this section? Uh the fact that Mrs. Gallagher comes in and her dead husband's sitting in a chair at one point and it makes her faint. <laughs> that's a. that's
1: a little interesting. <laughs> this a, ama- you know, it's like who did this? Who put him there? Kind and of are, are we are we starting to see the uh, the one characters like having those dreams of like the, like guy that's like dancing like ballroom. Yeah, as you ha- kind of thing.
0: Yeah, Alex is having dreams of Neil dancing with his wife with the mask on, and because yeah. Yeah, cause the first time we even see him was like we get we get the leech thing where he he, he, he feels like he's got leeches under his shirt. Oh right right right. And yeah. there's like blood. Um so i mean honestly you know the caretaker lady gets killed quite early on um but it's kind of a shitty death you know it's just it's just the big puppet you know the big muscly one uh hits her in the head with like a, a fire poker oh yeah that's um i think that one is uh pinhead that's pinhead okay i never learned the names of the puppets i'm impressed him you you uh I
1: I mean I have read the comic books. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you know I, the names, I, I, okay? I believe it's Pinhead, um, the the one with like the hook hand and the the, the knife and stuff. That's Blade. Uh, okay. Which I I feel like I knew that because I feel like he's always been like the really popular standout one. He, he's, he's the main
0: one. He's always been the one in the poster yeah. and stuff like that.
1: And then uh and then there's Leech Woman, which uh is, uh. Pretty obvious. <laughs> what character is? Yes. Uh, and then was Clip. that it? The, or no, drill head. was like drill head. Well, I think that's pinhead. That's, that's the same, isn't that? Oh wait, no. Oh, wait, are those two different?
0: Yeah, was like a muscly one with the big like shoulders.
1: Oh, okay, okay, yeah.
0: And then there's a drill head. So drill head, pinhead.
1: Uh, he might be. Maybe that's who i was thinking of. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So big muscly guy. Uh, pinhead with the drill. Oh, yeah, then there's the one with, like, the... the I guess I'd say, like, clackety face.
0: <laughs> or oh, this is the one where the, the head split into three and it kind of yeah. spins, yeah.
1: I don't know his name, <laughs> but...
0: Uh, I yeah, think we'll survive a... somehow. I,
1: uh, <laughs> I, I think that's all of them, though. I
0: don't think... We'll it's still... all, yeah, all in this movie, yeah. Um, honestly, though, the one with the spinning face uh, doesn't really get into too much. He's just kind of no. there to react <laughs> to just, things. He like,
1: makes expressions,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, but then the killings properly start once everyone's kind of separate that night in their rooms. Uh, It starts mainly with the couple who are going to do a sex experiment to try and connect with the memories of Neil by having wild sex, uh, which involves him having a a pantyhose over his head. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll take it very seriously. Um, Yeah so basically this is i honestly the most novel thing about this scene and you think it would be the fact that she gets killed uh and then leech lady comes up and starts spitting leeches onto him and he's still going <laughs> right. oh baby what do you do because he's blindfolded he's blindfolded and tied to the bed so there's some you know like okay. oh he's enjoying this comedy <laughs> happening it's, it's
1: so funny but it, it like i can't help but think like all right you would have to know that there's a difference between your wife's normal human hand and then like a tiny, tiny, like, wooden puppet hand that's on you? Like, well,
0: I assumed that he, th- he could tell the difference, but he, th- he thought she was being kinky with using, like, a doll to do stuff.
1: I don't know. I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I think he just thought that was his wife. Like, he was like, oh, hey, okay. <laughs> this is new. <laughs> you <laughs> feel different?
0: <laughs> Honestly, the most notable thing about this scene for me, again, it's another weird just, like, movie... I don't want to say movie mistake per se, but... Mm. Um, once, so the scene sort of starts up, and we cut to other characters who are like annoyed at the noise, and you know Alex is tossing and turning. Um, but when we cut back to them, and she's like properly riding him, right? She's riding him <laughs> as if they're having sex, and they're both making sounds like they're having sex. It's, they're meant to be having sex, but you can clearly see the bed sheets completely between them. Like it, it goes like up and above his waist, and she's on top of the bed sheet. It's like, what? Why? Are you, like if you're still doing foreplay, then whatever. But. Th- you're clearly raiding them like this is sex what what, what are you doing? they could have had a hole in the sheet you think they cut a hole in the sheet? yeah (laughs) why not? because you could just move the sheet down a bit
1: (laughs) some people are a little uh, shy about their bodies and they might not want to Mm-hmm. You know, yes, this <laughs> have... <laughs> this couple who have been engaging in sex for
0: years, and the woman in particular has weird sex flashbacks to like lots of strangers,
1: and gets turned on by them. Yes, she's ashamed, ashamed of the body. <laughs> uh, all, all I'm saying is, don't you know? Don't knock a, a hole in a sheet without trying it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's going to take a lot of willpower not to cut that out of context and just post it on Twitter. (laughs) Don't knock a hole in a shoe without trying it. Oh, dear. Uh, So they both get killed, and then it's uh, Fortune Tower Ladies next. Uh, But she actually gets probably the best scene in the movie, which is the prolonged kind of fight she has with uh, the muscle puppet. uh, It's funny. (laughs) i mean th- there's some funny stuff here where it's cool like his hands like change in size so much <laughs> because whenever she's been strangled from behind and you see the hands coming up behind her it's cool like maybe a kid's hands or something but it's still far too big given the hands that you're supposed to have <laughs> so it feels like well, that doesn't look like it's belong to that puppet um but is that your dream job <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs>
1: Strangling people? (laughs) strangling people on set for money. (laughs) Sounds (laughs) like something you'd be into. Oh dear.
0: The the rumours that are being spread, I don't like this. Uh, But there's a lot of stuff in this where, and this is going to sound almost cruel, but there is a kind of a humour to this puppet punching her in the face that happens, and it happens quite (laughs) a lot in this. Uh, and a a big part of it is that the momentum doesn't look right so it just looks really stilted like there's like almost like a pov shot from her with the 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 puppet fist coming in and it it (laughs) occurs to her just kind of reacting to the punch and it just it looks really silly uh she like throws him around a little bit she she crawls to the elevator the reason why this one is more entertaining than the other scenes is because this actually is quite prolonged it's quite a silly fight with a puppet that still results in her death uh which it's eventually i think blade that comes in and uh finishes not indeed. the vampire hunter not the
1: vampire hunter no <laughs> Oh, what a well, what a team up <laughs> uh
0: but no it's it's a fun it's, it's definitely the, the most fun it's the scene that you think the movie is going to be made up of right when you hear about the movie you think about what the movie could be this is the scene that you're kind of anticipating a lot of it being
1: so what do you think is better this elevator or the elevator in speed I, I, what's my parameters for judgement here exactly <laughs> like, like if you were in a rush and had to get somewhere which elevator would you want to use I mean I can't deny the elevator and speed definitely dropped a lot
0: quicker yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> true not very safely admittedly but it did drop yeah. very quickly nope. uh, so if that's what we're judging this on I <laughs> mean but and also that that one has Dennis Hopper spitting one liners uh, it's hard to top that honestly it's true. Yeah. But there's an old-timey <laughs> quality to this one. It's one of those old-style elevators where, you know, from, like, the 30s and 40s that has the, the open kind of bars and all that.
1: Have, have they made a, a movie called Elevator yet? Because it feels like they should have if they haven't.
0: <laughs> I feel like you could probably make a reasonable bet that that exists, but at the same time, there's a chance it doesn't, because I've never heard of it. So I don't know. Love an answer for you, Timmy. All right. <laughs> Love an answer for you. Uh, there's a couple of fake-out dream sequences where Alex thinks he's been woken up Our by favorite. Mrs. Gallagher. <laughs> like that happens like twice, and then she actually does wake him up for real. And they go to look up some stuff. Like I think this is the problem as well. Is that when things get going, it feels like it slows right back down again. Like immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. there's, there's no momentum in the film it's not even just a pacing thing there's no momentum that is the biggest problem with this there's nothing driving it forward uh which mm-hmm. is a shame I, I think honestly you could probably i think this movie would be benefited so much if someone just took like an axe to it and just cut out like even just 10 minutes but like you know sure here or there, just uh, shorten the scenes here or there just to make it all a bit punchier i think it probably yep. would help it a lot but uh so i agree the big showdown, which we're kind of already at because not a lot of interesting stuff happens. Um, mm-hmm. All the dead bodies are sitting up in the din- the dining hall and Neil's there, he's walking around and he explains that he is still dead, but he can now live forever as a dead man. Um, mm-hmm. And monologues a bit, uh, turns out he was just, you know, married, this Mrs. Gallagher, because she owned the hotel. He wanted to get into the hotel to find the, the puppet master stuff and uh but he makes the mistake in this scene where he says he's sick of dealing with stupid puppets and he throws a <laughs> puppet to the ground and this is when like like blade just kind of turns and is like the hell he just say what did he just say and it's kind of this thing where it's like the puppets aren't necessarily evil they were just doing their master's bidding but once they realize he doesn't care about them it's like well now you know what the end's going to be the puppets are going to kill him that's what the end of this movie is going to be
1: yeah. No, no more.
0: No further thoughts, Tim.
1: <laughs> uh well, I am. Here's my thoughts. Uh so mm-hmm. I do the idea of the puppets turning on him, and uh, especially you know seeing like all the puppets like kind of, you know, descend upon him. I, I do think that is pretty cool, and I like that. Um, it does feel I don't know like a, a little bit too easy or something because like it just seems like. Like, I, I don't know, like, how much uh, autonomy do these puppets actually have? Like, you know, like, are, do they really have that much free will that, like, <laughs> their feelings get hurt? And they can turn on someone. But, like, I don't know, at the same time, like, you know, it, it, they they seem so, like, intent on following the, his orders, like, you know, earlier in the movie. um And, like, what is this really the only time that he's actually, like, been mean to him I, I don't know. It seems, like, a little too easy to me, but... Yeah, I get right. what you're
0: saying. I, I kind of get the vibe. It's more of a loyalty thing, um, mm-hmm. where, you know, like, like, you you make a dog trust you, but then you yep. are mean to the dog. I can like. I I guess I, I kind of see it like that. I, I think it, it kind of comes back again to this just needing to be cut down. It feels like mm-hmm. there's not a, enough story here for a ninety-minute movie. It feels like there's maybe not not so much like a short like twenty-five-minute tales from the crypt episode. It's, it's too much for that. But mm-hmm. maybe like a like, a 45-minute thing that would fit into another slot, anthology TV show episodes. Yeah. It kind of feels like sure. it's got about enough for that and no more. So mm-hmm. a lot of this feels really drawn out. So it, it feels really simple, given that we've waited till the end of this, like, 85, 90-minute movie to get to this conclusion. But ultimately, mm-hmm. it, like, it would have probably felt okay if it was in a shorter format. It, sure. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, like you know, <laughs> th- if The fight breaks out... Um, I think the problem with the ending though, is as the puppets all sort of team up to like kill uh, Neil, is that it's in the elevator and it kind of just happens as our main characters of, of Alex and Mrs Gallagher just kind of watch without being able to do anything, and it takes a while, like it's a, it's a long death, so it feels like they're just standing there watching without trying to do anything, so they feel, they feel so just tangential and they feel like so exhilarated to the scene. They don't feel like they, they interact in any way, they're not important to what's going on, which, which sadly kind of sums up like their thing in the movie like or or mm-hmm. the closest thing we have to a main character which is alex and technically his love interest to a point, mrs gallagher you could almost cut them out the movie and nothing yeah. would really have <laughs> changed other than the fact that you're teasing sure. something might happen uh and yeah. she's obviously got a little bit of backstory that, that relates to how he got to the hotel but other than that like like nothing matters like the puppets could turn on him without their inclusion. The, the, the plot would yeah. still be the same. Like, they, they make no difference to the like, plot of the movie. <laughs> like,
1: it, it feels like they should have had something where, like, you know, Alex kind of, like, tricks him into, you know, admitting that he's just using the puppets or hmm. something. Like, you know, like, if he could figure out what's going on and then, you know, like, use his ego or whatever to get him to monologue about how he's so much better than I mean, he doesn't need them, like... Then it'd feel like, yeah, he was more involved, you know, in the climax. But, yeah, like you said, it is more like they're just kind of spectators that really, like, wouldn't have made a difference if they're there or not.
0: They're just passive. And, it's, yeah. and now I'm thinking about it. I wasn't really thinking about it in the scene, but now I'm thinking about it, They're kind of just that the whole movie. They don't really accomplish anything. Yeah. They're, they're there to give us some exposition. They're there to give us people who are in jeopardy, I guess. But ultimately, we never really care about them that much, so it doesn't really matter. So... Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I guess, yeah. Maybe that's kind of the fundamental problem is that we don't have main characters we're kind of like
1: caring about and written for. So, uh. They're very forgettable. I mean, like, everyone else you mentioned, like, they stand out in your mind, mm-hmm. like, because they all have, you know, some type of personality trait or something. Like, oh, the one guy is sleazy, the one girl's horny, <laughs> you know? Um, the, like, maid caretaker lady is uptight. Like, you know, everyone has, like, a little something to them that, you know, kind of makes them pop and are a little more interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, these two are. Just very dull, <laughs> and yeah, I really don't feel like they do much. Yeah, so the actual death—I
0: mean, you know, I was—I was getting ready to critique it because I was like, "Where's the blood?" as the as the drill head <laughs> is uh, you know drilling into him. However, <laughs> uh, then I realised, oh yeah, he's been embalmed. This is a corpse technically, so it's the yellow embalming fluid that's coming out. I was like, okay, okay, that's a nice bit of detail. Uh, I'll give it that.
1: And now uh, these. Do you think like do these puppets they also must have like kind of like magic powers too a little bit right because like the i i don't know like like some of the stuff they do i just don't buy like i mean i mean obviously the leech woman is a big standout one because that's like there's just (laughs) no practical way well the
0: the big strong one he's definitely got super strength relative to his size because when he's attacking uh, fortune teller lady when he first attacks her, he trips her up, but then he actually flips her over onto her back just by just yeah. by f- flipping her legs he's at her feet and just kind yeah. of goes whoop and she flips so I'm like, okay so he's clearly got strength uh
1: and like it. and the big thing that is making me think about this too though is like uh like this end fight here when he's kind of like trying to escape through the roof of the elevator and he has his like hand on there and and blades there and he cuts his fingers off like he is so tiny and like his little knife hand is cool but it's so 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 small that like even if it's really sharp like I, I couldn't imagine it you know being strong enough to like cut off your fingers in like one fell swoop so that's why i was kind of thinking, yeah. like all right but whatever if we're playing by magic supernatural rules maybe it's stronger than it looks or something
0: i think you have to accept that they're all strong for their size <laughs> like they're <Yeah>. all far, <laughs> yeah. <much> stro- far <laughs> too strong than they should be all right to apply the pressure required for a lot of what they do, um, which is fine. I think we can get on board with that. I mean, this, with the premise, yeah, it's yeah, not a problem. Yeah, with the premise of this movie, I think you can just get on board with that. Yeah. Um So no, it's a shame that uh, the the main characters are. But and what's funny is what what I do remember about the second one is that the the best character in the second one is I think the villain. But
1: okay.
0: But that that's honestly a bad thing because sure. You know, as long as they get enough time and they're they're a big part of the movie, that's okay. Um, yeah. but yeah, the the first one suffers from like the main characters that are we're supposed to care about being the least interesting ones, and all of the other characters being more memorable and entertaining. That so, yeah. it's a bit of a slog to get to when action happens, and then once it does all happen, all the characters who are interesting are already dead. So the yeah. the climax is kind of like, okay, we're we just kind of <laughs> watching the <this> split <laughs> conclusion now to see just to see how it wraps up. Okay, and we're yeah. done and. There's no mention of what happens to the puppets like it, it fades like once <laughs> one, once neil's dead it just cuts ahead to when alex is leaving and he sort of says goodbye to uh to to mrs gallagher and they're you know and that, that's kind of it and you know go to credits and i'm like okay but like did, did you like make friends with the puppets <laughs> after did they just, did they go and hide so you don't know where they are and i'm yeah. sure the second movie might you know dive delve into this i can't remember but at least from the context of just the end of this one, I'm like, well, what did you do with the puppets after, if anything? Yeah, just.
1: Good questions. <laughs> uh,
0: there's some interesting things to to get to, so. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not a terrible movie. It's just really slow and dull for far too much right, of the yeah. the runtime, sadly. Um.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it is a shame because I like again. There's so many movies, and like I know uh, that you know, it definitely has its fan base. So. Uh, You know, a lot of it I haven't seen. So I was kind of excited to start it. And, um, you know, I I bet that it will get better as we go along. And then, you know, even if like, you know, later entries are worse, I'm hoping that they'll at least be laughably bad, that there'll be something interesting Mm -hmm. to talk about there. So uh, I'm still excited, but it is is a shame that it's kind of starting off on a little bit of a dull foot
0: yeah i mean i I remember the second one like, the, when i mentioned the villain being entertained. i think i remember it having like a mad scientist kind of vibe no mm-hmm. not that he's necessarily a scientist per se although he might be it's been a while but mm-hmm. uh i remember that having that a, a little bit of an invisible man kind of <laughs> quality cool. uh so mm-hmm. uh, i i'm looking forward to checking out the second one but as for the first one uh, we shall rate it uh mm-hmm. and be on our way so tim what are you giving yeah. puppet master
1: uh so I, I think you know at the very start of the review i said that i was kind of torn um you know but between the movie just because uh like you know i i like the puppets and everything but then um i mean you know at this point being a dead horse but you know like the rest of it is kind of a, a slog and a bit of a tour to get through so i i do feel like i am kind of like right down the middle where um yeah like it's you know, I, I, don't think overall that it's like a bad movie, but it's not necessarily great. Um, you know, there's a lot of elements that are, yeah, just a little boring or forgettable, uh, but then there's also some stuff that, you know, it was very memorable, like, you know, especially all the puppet stuff, like the puppets do all look cool. And every time they're on screen, you know, I, my interest perked up. I was happy to see them. I, I had fun with that um it's not like a ton of deaths uh, and some of them could be better but um but there were also are some you know cool memorable ones um so yeah like it, it's it's not good uh i think but it's also not bad so I, again i'm feeling like i'm just kind of right smack dab in the middle so i think i'm gonna give it a just a straight five
0: yeah uh i'm, I'm kind of in the ball- <laughs> in ballpark I, I would say that there are some entertaining characters who are just spread a bit too thin, uh, but the puppet stuff is mostly entertaining. But again, just it needs to be tighter. It needs to have more momentum. So I think I will probably just go a smidge lower. I think I'll maybe go with a 4.5. Um <laughs> Which is just a little bit lower than I think I rated it the first time. I think my patience for it was just a little bit lesser on the second viewing. But I am looking forward to check out the sequels because I remember, uh, yeah. and you know, the, the third one's like a flashback sequel, like set during World War Two. So,
1: I mean, I mean uh, like you know, the little uh, flashback that we got here has me intrigued. So I yeah. do kind of want to see what was going on there.
0: Well, i so, and the old man actually, the actor in that opening scene, the, uh, he was in uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation.
1: I, uh, I, I love that. I knew his face from something. I knew I knew his face. I love his voice. He has a very, and it's a bit more subdued in this, but he has like a very, like interesting, funny old man voice. I think. Uh, I believe he is also in Tales from the Dark Side movie. I think.
0: Oh, very yeah, very possible. I think he's been a bunch of stuff. Um, yeah. You know, he he passed away in the uh, mid late nineties, but he was in a lot of things in the you know seventies, eighties, early nineties. Yeah, he's just—he's got one of those really distinct old man faces and voices, so that's kind of neat. <laughs> that's kind of neat. So, uh, yeah, okay. So there we go. We've started another franchise. We've got another long. And you know what? I am far more optimistic about the sequels for this than I am Hellraiser, which we're going to have to do the eighth <laughs> Hellraiser movie, Sunish, and I'm yes. not excited about it.
1: Oh, I yeah. am. <laughs> so. I keep saying, that's a video game one, and, uh, hey, let's face it, we're gamers, so we'll probably like
0: it. Oh yeah, because video game movies have had such a good track record. <laughs> As we're both, like, terrified of what this new Resident Evil movie is going to inflict upon us, and... <laughs> but yes, yeah, so that is Papa by. So Tim's going to post for the thumbnail, so Tim, pr- pr- prepare mm-hmm. yourself. Three, two, one, pose! Pause! <laughs> Is that maybe you, as a puppet, or looking down at a puppet?
1: I'm looking down at a puppet. Okay, you're looking down at a puppet. <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> I'm just glad we got that cleared up. Okay, uh, I will take this time to thank our Patreon producers for the month. So thank you to Tyler Hess and the Pelasius, David Sharp, now Al treisman Christopher Moy, David Brown, and Stanley. They are all our producers on Patreon for the month. But you can support us for as little as a dollar per month on patreoncom TV and keep all the content coming. And there's regular screams perks which are not back yet, uh, but we once we are back to our regular schedule. Uh, you'll see a return of those in the not-too-distant future, but uh, go over and have a look. Uh, And you can, of course, support us for free by simply liking, subscribing, dinging the bell for notifications, commenting your thoughts on the movie down below. If you're on YouTube, if you listen to the audio version, give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you happen to be using. I know Podcast Addict has one as well. Um, So always fun to see see the reviews pop up when they do appear so uh how about the patron master how about that the patron master is is that a new tier we'll have uh, the patreon master there's no perks (laughs) or anything you just get the title of patreon master only one person can have it at a given time yeah (laughs) i'll just charge a fortune for it yeah that's a genius idea genius idea Uh, so yeah do any and all of those things to support the show get us on Twitter at Screams Midnight uh, which has updates and also random weird tweets that Tim sometimes puts out (laughs) Uh, so (laughs) gonna have a look at that but otherwise that is us so uh, hopefully you're excited about the prospect of at least another 9 or 10 puppet master movies (laughs) over the course of the next year or two Uh, and uh, that is us thank you once again for watch our listening we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies and we will see you down there
1: next time thank you god bless